Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to theshorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by eXp or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Hey guys, welcome back to the short-term show. Today we've got a really cool guest. His name's Bob Garner and he has a very cool company called Enviro Rental. We haven't really talked about environmentally, environmentally friendly or green or anything like that to do with short-term rentals. So really, really interested to have this conversation with Bob today. How's it going, Bob? I'm doing great, Avery. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming. Where are you calling in from? I'm from Italy. Yeah, I'm in central Italy. Yeah. Although I'm English, as you can probably tell from my accent. <laughs> central Italy sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. So, Bob, let's just start out by you telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got into short-term rentals, and then about your company. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, myself and my partner, we used to live in London, of course, and we would corporate jobs and we'd got sick of that sort of rat race where they pay you a load of money, but work you really hard. And we wanted more of a, a, a life work balance that sort of uh, was more in tune with what we were looking for. So we came to Italy uh, 18 years ago now and bought an old farmhouse, a wreck and renovated it and converted it into six sustainable holiday apartments and got started in vacation rentals. Uh, we didn't know much about it before and we realized that we loved it and we seem to be quite good at it. And we've enjoyed hosting guests, talking about sustainability and encouraging people to go home and live a more sustainable life. So it's been quite a, a ride and, and we love it and we're really happy to be doing what we do. You sound happy and that's good because a lot of people, <laughs> you know, it's easy to get worn out. So that's awesome that you, that you are still exuberant about it. Well, you know, I think we, you know, we live on site, we work with and, and play and have fun with our guests every day. We see them every day. The best by far, the very best part of our job is interacting with the guests, talking to them, hosting them, socializing with them. Of course, we've got other things that we have to do, but that is the fun part of our job is the guests. And and honestly, we have wonderful guests. We have such a great number of people who come back again. We have a 90% book rate, a 65% return rate and referrals on top. So a lot of people will come back year after year after year and they've become more like friends than customers. And so we feel really fortunate to, to have that sort of demographic who love what we do, who love our environmental sustainability aspects and, and enjoy the wonderful countryside here in Italy. So we're really fortunate. 
Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So you, so you have a 65% return rate. So how are you tracking that? Are they booking directly or how's that, how does all that work? Yeah. Yeah. 90% of our guests book direct. So through our website uh, and basically actually a lot of our guests, they come and stay with us and before they leave at the end of their, of their vacation, they book for the following year in their, in their preferred apartment. So that, you know, we just know that they're going to come back and back and back. And obviously we really can't be complacent about that. We've got to keep on, 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 on our game and make sure we're keeping things you know fresh and, and vibrant but you know we people just love Italy and if they find a place that they like with hosts that they like and uh, what we offer and then they, they want to come back and do it again and then again and again so uh, yeah we, we are very fortunate and uh, we try and work hard to make sure they have a wonderful experience because the two things that are most important to us is the guest experience which everybody talks about but you've got to really work at it I think and then the environmental aspect of what we do and if we can if we can deliver on those two things then we feel like we're doing a good job and the guests seem to like it okay I have a lot of questions about the environmental. <clears throat> A sustainability thing but before that I had some questions on so you guys actually like hang out with and interact with your guests yeah yeah so we live on site we're in the same area as them we, we they're in we're all in the same building where we, we have all these different apartments we we do everything ourselves we do the maintenance in the garden and in the grounds we have an old pizza oven in the grounds. So each week we get all the guests together. We bring the dough and the ingredients and the drinks and everyone gets an opportunity to roll out their own pizza, put it in the pizza oven and we share it among each other. And it's a great icebreaker at the beginning of the week where we all just make pizzas together in the garden, in the sunshine and drink a, a beer or a glass of wine. So it's already, so very much it's about socializing with the guests as well. They have their own space that each has their own private garden but we're there every day and so we we tend to find they come up to us and say hey bob can you ask tell me about the, the best beach to go to or we're thinking of going to this restaurant tonight can you book us a table and so we always get into conversations with them and often we'll sit down with them and and, and shoot the breeze in their in their garden and get to know them and that that's absolutely the best part of the job that's amazing. And I'm so envious of that because like you have such a positive energy, like I'm smiling, just listening to you talk. And I, as a host, don't feel like I have that kind of control over my personality as a mom of <laughs> two young kids and running businesses. I, it's, it's, I fall more into the being very grumpy category than, <laughs> than positive energy category at this stage in my life. So I know that is something I could absolutely not take on, but uh, I would totally roll out pizzas and drink wine with you. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> absolutely. You're welcome anytime. But genuinely, I, I think you've got to come out with a genuine heart. I don't think you can put this on. I think it's something that you have to believe in because otherwise, you know, it's like, coming outside and putting on that smiley face and and trying to be somebody that you're not. I think you've got to be a real people person and want to spend, spend time with people. And we do, and we enjoy it. I mean, as I say, it's the best part of the job. I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't other parts of the job that, that we don't <laughs> like quite so much that we have to do. You know, life's like that, isn't it? But, you know, most of the time we have a great time and, uh, and we've designed it to to create that lifestyle for ourselves. So we're, we're living the dream. Awesome. And I have one more question as it relates to the property itself before we get into the bigger picture question. So you said you converted the property into six holiday apartments. So was that like a full rehab or what did that look like? 
Yeah, so if you imagine an old farmhouse in rural Italy, basically a property that hadn't been used for 35 years, the roof had holes in it, the walls were falling down, there's no windows or doors, um, you know, there's just animals running around because there's nobody using it. It's in a field of mud. It's an old property that's like 100 years old. So we bought it and had to renovate it from scratch. You know, the foundations, the walls, the roof, um, everything in the garden on the grounds had to be done. The planting, the landscaping. It, basically, it's almost a blank canvas. There were some walls there uh, and that was about it. So we did everything from scratch. So it's quite the dream. You know, it took us two years to to build those um, that derelict property into sustainable apartments. But it, may, it allowed us to create the sort of offering that we wanted to give to guests, which would deliver what they were looking for in terms of quality, in terms of an experience, in terms of environment, environmental. Because um, we'd stayed in many properties before and we'd sometimes been disappointed about what we'd been offered and the service we got or the quality of the products. So we always said, if we ever do this, we will do it so that we will deliver what we would want if we were staying there. And I think, you know, I don't think we were overly ambitious about what we want, but we do have high standards and we expect to deliver those to the guests as well, because why shouldn't you? You know, they're coming and they're paying a lot of money, so we need to deliver and give them what they're looking for. And, and that's what we try and do and uh, keep on, on top of our game. Awesome. Okay, so you have this is like a lot of different strategies rolled into one actually so in in the states we call that a, a burr i don't know if you're familiar with that um no okay so uh to, it's it can mean a lot of things now it's kind of been rolled rolled into several different things but what it typically means you buy the property rehab it <laughs> rent it and then refinance it and then repeat so but it's kind of started to just mean doing a rehab property uh, okay. and then um turning it into a short-term rental. So that's that's really cool. And I want to hear more about what you guys are doing in terms of sustainability for your properties. Or properties. Sure. Yeah. So when we started out, you know, 17, 18 years ago, we didn't really know much about environment, environmental issues. We knew that it was important and that we knew we wanted to do it, but we were starting with a blank canvas. We weren't experts in any way, shape or form. So we decided we were going to try and build it as environmentally sustainable as possible, given the circumstances, given the property. Um, so we did things like, you know, we put in an organic garden, we um, drilled for a well for water, we put in solar panels. We got rid of single-use plastic. We we got eco products in. Uh, we did a whole series of twenty-five different initiatives, um, and slowly, as we built those into the program. And I always say to this because I talk to people all the time around sustainability, it's a virtuous circle. You to, you take some initiatives around em environmental sustainability. You see the benefits that come back. So this isn't just doing good for the for the for the planet. You're doing good things for your business. You're getting returns. You're getting repeat customers. You're getting referrals. You're getting great reviews and better quality reviews. You're getting a much better return on investment because you're not spending your money on marketing because people are coming directly to you. And you go, oh, this is good. I like this. It's working. Sustainability is great for the planet and great for my business. Let's do some more. So it's a virtuous circle. Each time you do a bit, you go, this is working. Let's do it again. Let's do some more. And that was our experience over these last 18 years, starting off doing a few things, going, 
yeah, this is working. We like it. The business likes it. The customers like it. The planet likes it. Let's do more of it. And uh, you know, one of the things, Avery, I always say, it's a bit like eating potato chips. It's like once you get started, you just can't stop because you, you get such a good feeling <laughs> out of it. Uh, so it's like a positive little drug, really. And it works really well. Um, and that's the experience I've had. And I always talk to people about that. Get started. And then once you're on that road, you'll see that it's great for you and great for your business. And so you'll do more and more and more. And that's how we we got started. Awesome. What a, what a nice, positive, uplifting story so far. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I would say, you know, what, what, how we, first of all, we just did this for us and for our guests, because it's something that we believed in. And then about, gosh, maybe eight years ago, you know, we, we started thinking about the fact that we were only getting to talk to a few hundred people a year who were staying with us. And we wanted to influence a much wider community. And that's when I started to go out into the wider vacation rental uh, community that you know really well. And started to talk about sustainability. So blogging about it, going on podcasts like this great one. Um going to conferences and talking about sustainability and trying to get the message out about what we've learned. You know, I don't claim to know everything at all. We're all on a journey, but what we've learned and how we can educate and encourage other people to take those simple steps as well, because it's been successful to us and I want it to be successful for other people, because if they pick it up and run with it, then we can get more people talking and working around sustainability. And that's going to be wonderful for the planet and wonderful for these individual businesses. So, so, so that I'm on a bit of a mission to, to talk to people and get people engaged on this topic because I think it's super important. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the content of our podcast, but you have additional short-term rental questions, we host a weekly live question session that you guys can join for free. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. And if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up. So not only am I the host of this show, but I also own and manage my own properties. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have about short-term rental investing. So please join us anytime for a free weekly live Q&A on Zoom. Sign up at strquestions.com. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're definitely getting me engaged on it. So it's working <laughs> on me. It's probably working on other people too. <laughs> So what do you think it is that our industry needs in terms of environmental sustainability? So, you know, not to preach around uh, the environment too much, but I think everybody understands that there's an environmental crisis mm -hmm. and that we need to do something about it. You don't need to understand the science. You don't need to get in the detail. I think it's in the news. People are understanding that we are there and we need to do something. So to give you just two statistics, you know, we need to keep global warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2050. You probably hear that all the time in the news. The interim stage to get to that it's to everybody to reduce their emissions, their carbon emissions, by 50% by 2030. So that's the interim stage we have to get to. Because 2050 seems so long away, people can't get their head around it and can't think about it. But think about 2030. We're only talking seven, just over seven years away. And everybody, every business, every community, every country needs to reduce their emissions by 50% by 2030. Now, that's quite a challenge. And if, then if you talk about our industry, first of all, the tourism industry as general accounts for between 8 and 10% of global greenhouse gases. 
tourism is huge. It employs 10% of the global workforce. So you can imagine 10% of the emissions are coming from tourism. So tourism has a role to play. We have to do something as an industry. And then if you think, if you drop down to the level of short-term rentals, which is my area of expertise, most people in our industry are not doing anything. And I don't criticize them in any way, shape or form. We're all learning. We're all trying to get started. We've all got to start somewhere. And so if we're going to get these emissions down by 50% by 2030, as an industry of short-term rentals, hundreds of thousands of people around the world, we need to start taking action. And the vast majority of people in our industry are not doing anything. I mean, I'm not talking here about just doing some recycling. Wonderful, though, that is. There's a lot more we need to do. And let me give you one example. I speak a lot at conferences. and I was speaking at the Vacation Rental World Summit in Porto this year. And there were 500 property managers in the room, each of them managing hundreds of properties. I get them all to stand up on their feet and I ask them two questions. The first one is stay standing if you believe sustainability should be a part of your business. Everybody stays on their feet. Yeah, yeah, we all believe in this. It's something we need to do. <laughs> but then you ask them the second question. Continue to stay standing if you've already done something around sustainability. 95% of people sit down. And this is the gap that we have in the industry between our ambition, our desire to do something around sustainability, and our ability to deliver it. People are busy. They're trying to put food on the table for their families. They've got a lot of priorities in their organization and sustainability doesn't come to the top of the agenda. So the vast majority of people in our industry, and I'm not criticizing in any way, are not doing something. And that's the gap that we need to fill through education, through information and through resources. And that is the crucial thing that we need to do. And we need to do it now and get started. Do you think that gap exists because maybe people are like, and it's kind of like voting in the U.S. is another big one, because do you think people are like, man, this is a really big issue? Yeah, that's really important. But me doing these one or two little things isn't going to affect anything. So I'm just not going to make the effort. Possibly that could be the case with some people. For other people, when I talk to them and I've spoken to hundreds of property managers, a lot of them say they're confused about the issue. And oh. then even if they do understand some of the issues around sustainability, they don't know where to start and they don't know what to do. So they go, hmm, what do I do? And what happens? Inertia sets in and they don't do anything because they have they're, they're juggling multiple balls in the air at the same time. And sustainability seems a bit of a challenge. I can understand that. <clears throat> and so understandably, they park it and they go, mm, I'll come back to that next week. I'll come back to that next mm -hmm. year. And, and we never get to that point. Right. <clears throat> and at some point we have to get to that point. And so we need an intervention to help those people, to help those individuals, because they're clever people. They're intelligent people. They're successful people. It's not like that they can't do that. They've just got other things going on. And therefore, we need to get those resources and get that information to them in the easiest way that they can consume it without patronizing them and letting them start on the road towards sustainability. And that's why, you know, I'm creating this organization called EnviroRental. So... What since we have, you know, people are listening to this, what would you say? What are some baby steps that any host can take to start taking steps towards being more environmentally friendly with their short term rentals? Like what are some easy replacements or hacks people can do? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I always say to people, start with the things that won't cost you any money and that are really easy to do, because that will get you moving quickly and get you motivated to come on to some of the more difficult things. So, for example, you know, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest elements of your carbon footprint and the amount of carbon you as a business produce is the energy that you consume. So one of the simplest things you can do is call up your energy supplier, whoever provides your electricity or check it out on your bill or on your on the website and see if you're on a, a renewable sourced energy supply. So most energy suppliers, certainly in Europe, and I would hope in uh, in the States, um, there are a number of options, a number of tariffs you can choose from your energy provider. And, and they will often provide you with a green energy tariff. And it doesn't cost you any more money. You just have to tell them, I want to be on a green energy tariff. And that means that the money you pay for your electricity that comes down the wire goes to fund and support renewable energy. And that's what we need to do is moving away from carbon, from oil and from gas and move towards renewable sources, which exist. And we need to shift the finance to that, that industry. So it's a quick call, it's an email, it's a text, you know, with your energy provider and say, I want to be on a green energy tariff. Uh, it's a really quick, easy win. And that makes a huge difference to your carbon footprint. Um, obviously, you want to be recycling. I mean, that's clearly really important uh, if your local community supports that. And do that as well as you possibly can. Um, try and get rid of some of your single-use plastic. Plastic is a really wonderful product, but it's a really insidious product. It's polluting the world, and we need to get rid of single-use plastic. So think about where the single-use plastic is that comes into your business and how you can remove it. And then there are lots of really simple things that you can do that don't cost any money. Like, you know, I, we use a company uh, to provide our toilet paper. Um, it comes from a company, and you'll laugh at this, it's an Australian company, but they deliver all around the world. And the name of the company is Who Gives a Crap? <laughs> it's a funny little name. But the idea is really simple, is that they provide you with qual high quality recycled paper, toilet paper that does you know what it's meant to do. But they also give 50% of their profits to uh, to build water facilities and toilet facilities in the developing world for people who don't have those facilities. Because there are over one and a half billion people in the world that don't have ready access to running water and toilet facilities. So I like to choose companies who supply me my goods and services, who in themselves are doing something good for the community. It doesn't need to cost you any more money, but you're giving your money to an organization that has some good ideas about helping other people in the world. So they're really simple things that you can do that won't cost you any more money, that are, but are really making a difference for the environment and for, the, for the, our fellow people who live on this planet. Awesome. So that didn't actually even occur to me that you could just choose who your suppliers are in a different way. So, you know, contributing to that is, it's not any more work for you. It's not like you're going down to your short-term rental every day and hauling off to the recycling. It's it's just making a quick phone call. You're still getting what you need to supply your short-term rentals, but uh, it's just your money's being used in a better way. 
Absolutely. I mean, I'll give you one more example. LED okay. lights, you know, they're the new technology lights. They've been around for quite a while, but a lot of people are still using the old incandescent lights to put in LED. They last for years and years and years. They don't give out much heat, so they consume a tiny fraction of the electricity that the old style lights do. And therefore, you will save money. I think the average uh, American home will save over $200 a year by putting in LED light because you're using a lot less electricity and that's what we want to do we want to use less because that reduces our carbon footprint those are some really great tips that are not any more work to do yeah absolutely <laughs> super easy yeah make it easy if you want people to do anything for sure that's definitely true all right so let's switch gears and talk about enviro rental what is it what does it do Okay, so I've, I've talked about what the need is. We need to get people talking about sustainability and acting on sustainability. And, and the driver for me is not encouraging people to do it because it's good for the planet. I'm passionate about that topic, but I cannot expect everybody else to be. So let's do it because it's good for your business. You will make money around being sustainable. So if you look at the booking.com survey that comes out each year around sustainability, which they've been running for eight years now, and the Expedia survey, Expedia own, own Verbo, they both produce data each year, which um, indicates that over 80% of the consumers would like to travel sustainably, would like to stay in a sustainable property, will pay more to stay in a sustainable property. And that demographic is huge, but they can't, A, they can't find the places to stay because they don't exist in a lot of communities. Um, and, the, and the providers, uh, the hosts, the property managers, haven't yet switched on to the fact that there are people looking for that type of sustainable stay and will pay more for it. So what we need to do is encourage the property manager or the host, the individual host, to think about sustainability, to brand their business as sustainable, and to attract that demographic of people who are looking for, for a sustainable stay. And I guarantee, because I know from my own experience, that once you provide that in a, in a form that the, the guests can understand, they will come back to you again and again and again. So it's great for business. So what I'm doing from... From all these conversations I've had with people over the years around sustainability, I've learned that we need to provide these resources, these techniques, these tools, these roadmaps, these webinars, this information, this data, everything that's in my head around sustainability that I've learned over the last 18 years and from other people as well. I'm putting into this website called EnviroRental and it's EnviroRental.Earth, which is a great uh, URL, I think. Um, and it will all be there. It'll be a one-stop shop. Everything to do with short-term rentals and sustainability will be on this website. You won't need to go anywhere else if you're interested in that topic. And the great thing is we're giving away these resources for free. There'll be no charge whatsoever to tap into these resources and take them away and use them um, because we don't want any barriers for entry for people to get started. You know, if I started charging for these services or putting up a consultancy, uh, which I don't want to do, some people wouldn't engage. We need to get everybody engaged. And the best way is to give them the simple techniques and tools that work without patronizing them and give them to them. Say, here you go, take them, use them, find your own green path. Uh, and the strap line for EnviroRental 
is signposting sustainability for vacation rentals. We want to signpost people where they need to go and, and how they can get from zero to hero around sustainability as quickly as possible, but at the pace that works for them in their business, in their community, in their country. As long as we get people started, you know, that's great. And then hopefully that virtuous circle that I talked about earlier will kick in and they will see that it's great for their business and they'll want to do more of it. Wow, that is that that's super helpful because the the whole time you've been talking, I've been thinking, well, what can I do? How can I do this? Well, how do I don't even know where to start? <laughs> so I would start with environmental, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's the secret. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And is this launched yet or not quite? No, no, we're going to launch in January. Actually. January. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, very soon. Just we're just building the the website. It's almost complete. And putting all the tools and techniques together and we've got an amazing uh, number of partners and sponsors who are helping finance this because of course that's how we can deliver this for free to to the consumer to the rental uh, host and property manager um, and so we'll launch it in January and the idea is that we'll try and bring people into the website they join they connect they learn and they go away and start to implement it but zero cost to them no no commissions no consultancy fees no entry fees whatsoever so they've got nothing to lose to explore to check out what will work for them and to take away one or two things and start to implement them oh what a great idea yeah, because, uh, you know, the thing is, everywhere, nobody else is doing it. The resources are out there around sustainability, around tourism, um, but they're all disparate. They're all spread out all over the Internet. There's not one place that you can go to. And from my experience from talking to property managers, they go, but it's too, it, I, yeah, I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I can't decide whether I should be doing A or B. I don't have any person dedicated to this who can work it all out for me. And so they get confused and they think, oh, well, I just won't do it. What we've done is we've sifted all that material. We've worked out all those options and we're presenting it to the host or to the property manager so they don't have to do the research because they don't have a time they're really busy running their business and trying to be successful i totally get it but we need to integrate sustainability into their business in a way that works for them so that they don't go oh god i've got to spend you know 16 hours this week working on sustainability they know they're going to find 16 hours so we've got to give it to them at a pace that works for them that they can then implement it see that it's successful and then come back for more what an amazing business model I love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, so we are to the last three questions of our show that we ask every single guest. And the first one, these are more related to investing than um, sustainability. But what advice would you give 20-year-old Bob? Wow. I would, <laughs> that. well, I think this is, is, is easy for me. I would not be so cautious, not be so nervous, not be so unsure as many 20-year-olds can be. I certainly was one of reason. Take chances, believe in yourself and go for it because I think you can get a long way with that self-belief. That's great advice. And kind of related to that, what advice would you give a new investor who's getting started today? Yeah, I would say... Take 
the information as much as you can from as wide a scope of people as you can. But at the end of the day, listen to your gut, listen to your heart as well. Because if if I had uh, done everything just on the numbers and on the data uh, and balanced all the risks, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Sometimes you've got to think, listen to your heart, listen to your gut, and sometimes you just go for it. Also great advice. We haven't had anyone give advice related about listening to your heart yet. So I think that's very important. <laughs> All right. And last question, <laughs> what, uh, what is your favorite book that has impacted your mindset? Wow. Gosh, my favorite <laughs> book that's impacted my mindset. Um, and although you probably uh, prompted me with this question beforehand, I haven't uh, really thought about that. So I would probably say uh, my favorite book that's influenced my mindset would be uh, the book by uh, Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall is a primatologist. She's British. She's now in her 80s. She did a lot of research around chimpanzees and monkeys in the 1960s, and she's written lots of books on it, but she has a, a phrase that I love, a quote that I love. In fact, I'm using it on the website, which, which is all around, you know, decide what difference you want to make and then make it because we all can make a difference. It's just about getting started doing something. So think about that and implement it. That. Great recommendation, has not been recommended yet. <laughs> so Bob, if everybody wants to uh, follow along uh, so they know when Enviro Rental is launching, follow you on social media, all that stuff, where can they find you? Yep. Well, if you go now to envirorental.earth, there's a, a holding page there. You can register. And then as soon as we launch, you'll get a notification. So envirorental.earth. Um, and it'd be great if people can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name's Bob Garner. Um, I post every day around sustainability and short-term rentals. So you'll see me there talking about it, writing about it. Um, and so, again, that's a great way to connect with me. And I'm happy to take any questions if people want to message me. I'm always open to uh, to having a chat with people. And there you have it, Bob. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I've loved listening to your accent. I could listen to that all day. And um, thank you so much for coming on. It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Take care, Avery.